Hi everyone, this is Ayelet once again, and I am so glad to have you back for another episode of The Pulp Project. So today I'm going to take you through all the different steps you need to take in order to participate in a competition. Uh, please note that this is a more practical guide. I do plan on having another episode on that topic, but in a more mental and emotional perspective. So uh, follow along if you're interested in that. So yeah, let's get started. So the first step is obviously deciding which competition you're gonna participate in. There are many different kinds of competitions. Uh, you have the IPSF, which I believe is the closest to uh, the Olympic system. The main difference that this competition has than other competitions is that your music can't be with any uh, lyrics. It has to be only a melody. There are certain restrictions on the types of clothes you could wear. And it's mostly, I guess, I can definitely say it's not so artistic. It is more about showing your abilities and showing sequence of tricks rather than a dance or a choreography. Other than that, you have all the different artistic competitions. You have pole arts, you have all the exotic competition, exotic generation, Miss Pole Dance, and all of these things. So please do keep in mind which styles are your favorites, which ones you enjoy, and keep that in mind when you choose a competition to participate in. Another very important thing to remember is read the rules. You will be surprised how many rules a pole competition can have, and it is very, very important that you read those things in advance. If, for example, the minimum time requirement for a participant is a four-minute performance, that might make you think, oh, I'm not good enough for that yet, maybe I should try to find a competition that has a lower time restriction. Another example is IPSF does not allow you to wear heels or more revealing outfits. So keep that in mind when you choose the competitions and read thoroughly before you commit to any of them. That brings me to my next step, which is signing up formally, you know, filling out all your personal information, uh, figure out which category you're going to put yourself into. Um, I will say this about that. Do not put yourself in a category you don't belong. Do not put yourself in a category that is a level below you to think, oh, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to easily going to win the first place because that is not fair. And I'm pretty sure you can get disqualified in certain competitions if you do that move, which is a very dirty move. So don't do that. Also, uh, signing up for a category which is above your level is just going to make you feel frustrated and it will just not be fair to you. So if you are not sure in which category you are, uh, contact the organizers of the competitions. I bet they'll be very happy to answer you. And even if they can't help you, you can ask one of your poll teachers or someone like that, someone that has more experience in the field, and they will tell you which category you should submit to. So after you got your approval slash you got accepted to the competition, uh, some competitions require a video of, of a previous performance or just a certain amount of time of video to show your abilities to make sure that you are an actually a pole dancer and you're not there to make fun of the competition. So after you know you're in, you need to pick your idea. 
in my experience, and I will say this, I've, by the way, all of these tips are from my own experience. I am saying this not as like a sacred thing that you should follow, but just speaking from my own experience, the best thing you can do is have an idea slash a story slash a character slash music, whatever you want to call it. The most in advance you can have that, that is going to be the best for you. Uh, if it's IPSF, you don't like really need a backstory or like a dance. You just kind of need to pick music that goes well with your flow. But if you are doing something more artistic, then you will definitely need a certain story and an idea. So once you did that, the next step, or at least the next thing that I did and that helped me organize my head a little bit better, was to list all the tricks that you know and fit the style of your dance. The reason that I mention that the tricks should fit the style of your idea or choreography is... If you are doing, let's say, something about a post-apocalyptic world where it's very like survival mode and very hardcore and you have to be a little intimidating, a little bit scary even, something like that, then you're not going to pull off all these magical fairy-like ballerina tricks because it just it doesn't fit the narrative. Uh, not to disrespect any fairy ballerina type of dancers. They are beautiful, graceful, and amazing. But I'm just giving this as an example. And on the other hand as well, if you're doing a choreography about a love story, then you're not going to do super ninja tricks because it doesn't fit the narrative. So under the list, you're going to make for the tricks that you know and fit your style. Add another list and make that of tricks you think you'll be able to perfect in time. For me, in time means two months before the competition. It can vary, depends on your level and how much free time you have in order to prepare for the competition. I will say that two months in advance, I think, is a good amount of time to perfect tricks that you don't have perfected yet. This is the main difference. Here I'm talking about tricks that you don't know yet, but you've seen them from the side or you've tried them a few times now and you know, okay, if I work on that a little, I can get them perfect in time and then I can add them to my choreography as well. Which brings me to my next point. Build your choreography. This is the most important step in my opinion. Once you build your choreography completely, again, in my opinion, you should have that ready about two months in advance before the competition. Practice it and perfect it, and separately practice your tricks. You want to make them as flawless and have clean lines as possible. You want to be able to do it in your sleep. Do them separately, and then a month ahead, start your run-throughs. In this month, you're going to, every day, do a run-through of a full choreography, all tricks included, no breaks taken, even if you can't get in a trick or you miss something or you forget, you have to keep going because you have to keep the choreography flowing. Those things can happen on stage as well, unfortunately, and you have to keep in mind that on stage you can't just give up and do it again. Uh, you will get disqualified in some cases and it will be very frustrating for you to watch all of your hard work go to waste. So run-throughs, run-throughs, run-throughs every day for at least like five times. That is, I'm talking about the month before the competition. Also keep in mind that you want to do those run-throughs with a proper warm-up before because you do not want to injure yourself in any way, even like a sore knuckle or 
a stiff neck. You do not want any of these things a month or less before the competition. So that brings me to my final step the day before the competition. My recommendation, and I've heard a lot of people say that, people that have done way more competitions than I did. The day before, just relax, rest, let your body heal from all the hard work you've put it through. The body needs to be at its best shape and not sore in order to perform the best it can. And when you go on stage, do remember that you are here to enjoy, you are here for the experience. If you win, great. But even if you don't, you have still won something because you've gained experience. And for sure, practicing and getting ready for the competition will elevate you so much in a way that regular practice could never do, in my opinion. So this is it. Those are all my steps for getting ready for a competition. I hope you enjoyed, learned something, and I hope you will have a very, very productive and fun and successful competitions. I will remind you again to follow us on our Instagram page, which is at the Pole Projects Podcast, and like us on Facebook, which is the Pole Project. You can follow us if you don't know yet, we are available to listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. So hurry up and follow along in all of these platforms if you haven't yet. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week, and I hope to see you again for the next episode. Goodbye and happy pole dancing!